Today marks the first Sunday in Advent. As we long for God's presence as a light that grows brighter in the darkest of seasons, our scriptures cause us to prepare our hearts and minds for the coming of Christ. God's self becomes incarnate. God with us. Emmanuel. I didn't know that you could fall out of practice of hugging someone. I had the most awkward hug interaction the other day with someone who is in our social distancing pod. And we both knew it and we laughed it off like there was nothing going on. Social distancing has had a lot of effects on us, even some that we might not have even noticed. I'm so glad that when I approach God with open arms, that that hug is not awkward. And God welcomes me with open arms. Today's scripture we approach gives us some description of the presence of God, namely the return of Jesus. And it's descriptions like this that bring us face to face, arms fully hugging with God. It can also help bridge the abyss and the existence of our head knowledge and our heart experiences And the Lord only knows that we're always looking for different ways to jump across that abyss. Today's scripture is from Mark chapter 13, verse 24 through 37. Join with me in seeing what God has for us today. The coming of the Son of Man. But in those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. And the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. They will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn this lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the son, but only the father. Beware, keep alert. For you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you all, keep awake." Let us pray. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us in the waiting, the wondering, the wandering, the longing, and the hoping. Let these ancient words speak to us as we walk with you. Amen. I knew we had gotten to a weird place when a few months into the pandemic, my husband excitedly brought over his phone to show me a video of marble racing. Yes, you heard me correctly, marble racing. 
a highly contentious sport where one marble is pitted against all other marbles and an adventure fills some uh, <laughs> course designed to derail opponents and it causes this heart to race and um, it goes so fast and there's only one marble who's going to be the winner, crowned title champion. I don't know about you, but we certainly miss sports in our house. Basketball, baseball, football, they'd all been unsatisfactorily replaced by marble racing. With forced extensive lockdowns throughout the United States, professional sports ceased. And with the very real possibility that champions won't be crowned in basketball, hockey, or baseball. It was painful even to see our own team apparel pushed to the side as it kept on going to the back of our closet as we put on pajama outfit after pajama outfit after comfy sweats. Although months later, there was a glimmer of hope. The NBA finished its season with LeBron James' team on top again. The NHL finally had a Stanley Cup champion. We stopped watching because our team didn't show up. And as we all know, Major League Baseball became one of the last elite sports to pull off the small miracle of completing its season, which was absolute hope. Despite the MLB season beginning delayed, abridged, and off to a rocky start with tons of outbreaks and, well, you know, you read the news. It represented a remarkable turnaround. It was also a it, uh, it came at a place where there was a little bit of normalcy that came as we turned the corner around seven months of this. All of a sudden, sports were put on the world stage as leagues learned how to manage outbreaks with safety protocols, expanding mask requirements for staff and players. They restricted the places that players could even visit outside the ballpark and instruction compliance officers to monitor the clubhouses and team hotels. Testing, once a source of dread, turned to hope as coronavirus test results clocked in at no player testing positive for 54 days in a row. In an interview with Charlie Morton, who's the starting pitcher for the Rays, as they play the final game of the World Series, he says, I'll appreciate everyone that made this possible for as long as I live. An almost distant memory now as COVID numbers are spiking again and altering our holiday plans hasn't been easy, though the efforts that are made surely will be appreciated long after we live. After so many months of these forced pattern shifts, news causing more divisions than unity, Voices in the medical community being drowned out, we cry, oh Lord. As a toddler whines to the parent, we cry out to God to make it better. While this burden won't be taken away, God has given us strength. We will be together through this tough feeling and together we'll be prepared for those feelings when they keep coming our way and they will. The signs of God's presence talked about in our scripture today are that God is powerful. God is near. And the presence of God comes all of a sudden. This God we worship is an involved God 
who longs to bridge the abyss and be face to face with us. The same God who appeared incarnate as a baby only to grow up and continue to be near even through death and resurrection and a promise to return. It's to instill awe and hope. And just like the powerful arms of a parent to take away all of the suffering effects, to always be near a child, whether physically or with just words, just like being in our own world and then all of a sudden, God is with us. It's not for us to be afraid or anxious, but to be comforted and to feel supported. So in our scripture for today, we are presented with three selections that allude to Christ's return and presence to us. In the first, we see this powerful imagery of a God who is God of all over, who is in control and who would show all power to rescue all of us from suffering. But it's also a direct jab of the gods of the day who were worshiped by the Romans. They were often very petty, used humans as pawns, and they were only in charge of one or two things. Our God, God, his power knows no end. And that's certainly comforting, even though we don't fully understand it. The second imagery is where God is always near, not only physically, but God's words stay with us. And the more we have memorized or the more our heart sings, the more close we feel to God. The third imagery of God can be interpreted as a warning, but because we never will know when God might return. There's one moment that I rushed over to console my just fallen baby, whose lungs filled with cry with cries, his eyes filled with tears and his face with utter fear because he had scared himself and maybe even hurt himself. And then at that moment, it dawned on me that God so powerfully comes in, presence never too far off to surprise us in the most awesome of ways, provides comfort when we need it most and we le- when we least expect it. And that gives me hope. We worship a God who says, I am right here with you. And it feels, ha- it feels hard because it is hard. And I really know you're upset, says God. But God then says, I'm not going anywhere. We'll be together in this tough feeling. And at the same time, this doesn't solve all of the problems. But it does develop a recognition that you're not alone. But we're once again overwhelmed by God's presence. Amen.